1: Uh, Welcome back to another episode of the Gap Down Backer Podcast. Um, Today we we have a good friend of the channel. Um, He is the offensive line coach at South Dakota, uh, Andrew Prevost. Coach, how are you doing? Really good. How about yourself? I'm doing good. It was was good talking to you before we get started. Um, You're on vacation. Uh, My wife's on vacation, so I have time to do this. So So it kind of works out. Now, I'm not going to ask for your full background again, just because we've done that before. But kind of since the last time you've been on here, um, kind of how, how have things been going at South Dakota? Uh, is there any changes? Kind of how's everything been going? Really
0: good. Um, you know, like I, you know, we talked about earlier. Our freshmen are getting in here. We're getting excited for the season. Um, you know, having the opportunity to make the FCS playoffs last year, uh, guys are really excited, and, um, and 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 guys are working their tails off. Uh, and you got some of that leadership and, and guys. Once you get a little taste of success, it, it can be a little bit contagious, and sometimes, you know, sometimes a lot of people have a hard time understanding this, but what's the best way to win is to win. And, uh, you know, it, it seems, seems a little silly to say that, but the easiest, the, the easiest thing to develop a winning program is to win, um, and now how you get there, that, that's a totally different animal, so.
1: Oh, 100%. Um, the other thing I want to rehash on, just in case anybody didn't see the last time, and, and I love this, because this is one of the things I love about getting on your profile um, when I pull up stuff. Um, I'll, I'll kind of just a refresh for people who may have not caught last time or don't remember. Um, you obviously use hashtag hippo up, hippo trainer. Do you want to kind of just quickly go back over that for maybe people who didn't um, catch it last time? Because I, I think it's a really good thing instead of the, the old hogs and stuff that people use. Yeah, so it was uh, you know, you're right. I
0: hate how everyone does the hogs, And, you know, it's kind of cool North Coast, is the Rams, but like we had nothing that was established here. Um, and and so, you know, having a really young group and a group in 2018 that wasn't very I didn't get out of them when I needed to. I made a lot of mistakes as a young coach. Um, and then in 2019 we introduced it, it was a little bit corny. Um and they were excited about it. Uh, they rolled their eyes a little bit, but I said, hey, buy into this. Um, and, and I always tell people this. Everyone's like, oh, that was such a great idea. You know, if we went out and sucked as no line in 2019, it wouldn't really be that great of an idea. Uh, <laughs> so, like, I, I always say those guys are the ones that made the name worth something, um, that made that made, that made that, uh, an interesting story. Because if we were terrible, nobody would really care what we were called um but uh yeah it's caught fire uh, a lot of people are interested in, you know we have an acronym where it's heart intelligence um physical perfection oneness and you know it, it is it is kind of a mentality you know we always talk about like hey everybody's a coyote you know everybody on our team are coyotes but everyone you know one of the things that o-line guys understand and um is is that there's a special brotherhood and a bond to play in o-line you know, I know, say it's way different than every other position. You know, when you, when you play other positions, you go to bed the night before the game, imaging yourself making plays. Um, you know, when you play offensive line, you image yourself not getting embarrassed. Uh, you know, yeah. you, your job is to is to keep people from making those plays. And um, but it develops a, a violence, a sense of unity. Um, and man, it is. I don't know if I'm allowed to swear on here, but I can. But I'm going to it is a badass animal. Like, I mean, these things are two tons. They can run 30, 40 miles an hour. They're extremely territorial. Um, I mean, they're
1: one of the most deadliest animals on the planet. Like
0: per capita, they are the most deadliest animals on the planet. Yeah. So, and, and part of the thing is too, like, you know, I get videos sent to me 24 seven of, I bet you I could pull up my Instagram since we've been on here. I have four people who sent me videos of, you know whenever i always know i'm the first one to know if any hippo video has reached the surface or <laughs> you know, on the daily show the other day that some guy sang a hippopotamus song um i have a closet full of hungry hippo games because it's like you know and anyone that like has some type of relationship they buy me a hungry hippo game all oh, your son will love this and he does but any of you guys listening you're like we're good on hungry hippo games um so it, it is uh the guys have taken into it and, and it's, and it's pretty unique now. Now it's just, uh, it's just what we are. And, and it's, you know, it's what they are. And, and and like I said before, man, if it wasn't for those guys who worked their tail off, you know, I tell her all the time, if you want a regular college football experience, don't come to South Dakota, don't come play Alliance South Dakota because it is not going to be a regular student athlete experience because um, the things I'm going to ask of you are going to be completely above and beyond where, where you're going to get anywhere else. And um, and I'm able to do that because of my older guys and the culture and the expectations that they set. And, you know, it is, uh, I, I found this, Nick, people are always like, well, well, how do you get guys to do the right thing? It's really simple. If you make the consequences dire enough where it's not worth doing it, they don't do it. You know, I, I, the example I use all the time is like, you know, drinking and driving is a big problem. Um, Well, it's a big problem in the US, but especially in our profession, Um, you know, the the stress that coaching brings on things like that. If you go to Germany, so it's I've gone over two or three times now or two times, hopefully three here this this winter to speak in clinic in Germany, Mm -hmm. on American football, and uh, they don't have drinking and driving there. Because if you do, you go to prison. And and so the consequences are dire enough, we're like, we're just not going to do it. And so if you hold those guys to the standard and they see results of them getting better, well, that's going to work, and, and, and that's where we've had our
1: success. Uh, to, to your point, and, and this is kind of a side tangent. If you get DUI at this point, you're an idiot because between, yeah. between Ubers and no phones and technology, I don't like buses. Like I I, get, I understand like our public transportation system isn't what it is not where its in Europe, and it's a lot easier to get on a bus or something. Yeah. but between Ubers and everything else. Like I, I just find you to be an idiot. Like, yeah, it's. I mean, that's just my honest opinion. Like, couldn't agree more. Yeah, yeah, It's it's time now. Like, we're,
0: it's. There's just too much to lose. And 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 honestly, the the consequences of getting yourself hurt or somebody else hurt is, is just too much. So.
1: No, I yeah. So exactly. Now before we get into the past, pro, because that's what I really want to talk to you about. Because I've I've literally watched your Insta clinic like twelve times in the past week, just kind of oh. just writing down this. I swear swear like it's it's great it's not long either. It's it's literally like five minutes. So, yeah,
0: it's
1: yeah it, it, I mean, it's, it's great. It, it, you put a crap ton of knowledge. It's, it's very simple knowledge in there. But first I want to, because we talked about a little bit. I know you in. So it, side note real quick, Nick, on the yeah. Insta So the guy that, that owns Insta clinic
0: and runs it, his son plays tight end for us.
1: <laughs> there
0: you so go. Yeah. So that we end up on there more than more than you'd think. I have my own Insta clinic, uh wardrobe apparel.
1: There you go um before we get to that and I, and I know you've talked to coach Steve about this already and that'll be out way before this so if you guys want to check that out like just type in coach Steve and and coach Prevost's name and and it'll be there um but I know you kind of hit on like the history of football and I know you're really big into that That's a thing for you and, and that, that's a really good thing especially as an O-line coach I think that's paramount because I've talked to a lot of O-line coaches this offseason and a lot of them where they're pulling some of their techniques like the shuffle pull, and stuff, that they, a lot of them have pulled that off of, like, old 60s, 70s, 80s NFL film. So when you're kind of, like, being a hit football historian, especially as an O-line coach, like, when you're looking at O-line play, how much do you look at old, whether it be clinics or game film, to kind of look for ideas or pull stuff from? Like, how – and, like, what rabbit holes do you go down? A, a lot.
0: Um, and And it's kind of funny, what's old is new. Mm-hmm. and and yeah uh, and and it's now that now that I've been in this for 15 years and you see how cyclical you know the one thing that doesn't change is pass bro um you're always going to have drop back pass so there's just at this level even if you're a wing t option team you're wearing an air force shirt but you know you any of those teams you still have to you have to pass the ball in third mm-hmm. um but when it comes to the run game it is man i so i do a clinic every year i do it it's called the prairie offensive line symposium um, where we get anywhere between like 20 to 40 college o-line coaches and and everyone has to speak and it's a two-day deal um and everyone now wants to talk about pin and pull well it's not pin and pull it's it's really lombardi sweep is what they're talking about yeah. and and it's funny like what's old is new it is everyone you know you go back to you know Oklahoma five six years ago and they're running GT down everybody's throat well you know GT is just uh it's it's off the wing T Mm -hmm. and and people used to run that all the time and you know just like zone read was off the veer and that kind of disappeared for a bit um and and so it's so cyclical like you think about like in the early 2000s how zone read was so big and now it's okay. Defenses have found an answer for it. So yeah. as you take that away, well, now you sit the defensive end. Well, zone reads not a thing anymore. But now you're allowed to run GT because the defensive end is not making the play. But because that's what kills, yeah. you know, guard tackle counter is that defensive end's tough. If he squeezes it all, it takes long enough to read it. You really can play both. Um, and and now with the, those ends sitting there, now people run the pin puller or. or really from GT, you went to like the power read, counter read mm-hmm. and, and, and really how you're manipulate, manipulating that defensive end and, and how you're doing that is, is interesting. So I like looking at like how, how it's so cyclical, you know, coach Nielsen, um, is, is he's been coaching for 30 years and my, my daughter just peeked her head in here. She's, uh, she turned three a couple weeks ago and my in-laws having her party today. So she's all excited. Um, <laughs> but, uh, it's so cyclical you know what's what's old is new um come here girl you want to say hi so what's what's old is new and uh all right what's old is new and so coach Nielsen talks you know coaching 30 years winning Uh, 200 plus games Mm -hmm. go find mama okay go find mama
1: About you. It's okay. Sorry, Nick. You're good. You're good. Hey, just tr- I have my daughter's 12. I know exactly I I miss those days.
0: Trust yeah, me. Yeah. It's uh we took her to breakfast this morning, but he he always thought it's funny, even in a lot of my fundamentals. It, it was when I was younger, I'd fight coach on everything. And and I've worked, you know, it's it's a different environment. I've worked for the same guy my whole career. He hired me as a GA and I've worked my way up. And um and, and it's funny as I've gotten older and wiser. Uh, I've learned to listen to him and really a lot of it's coming back to all the stuff that, Oh, we used to do that. This is how we did this. So I get a lot of it from him. Um, but I love like going back and watching um, like <laughs> I went through, uh, I was talking to Steve about this. I went through, you know, everybody's like, okay, well, we're a temple offense. Well, where would the temple offense start and everybody has different things. And like, you know, outside of really the like the rumble huddles where you break really quick the real tempo offense started with charlie ward at florida state with mark rick as the oc under underbound a lot of people don't know that so i went back and watched the, that film because and, and the and i was telling steve even the funnier part about it is that uh mark rick's book which is it's a decent book um he talks about how so they're just getting their butts whooped and they couldn't move the rock and so he just put Charlie in there at the end of the half ran two minute, got it, um, scored like nothing. Then then they were down like three scores at the end of the game, ran two minutes the whole time, got it. And then same, and they didn't get back, they didn't win the game, but they got back into it doing that. They did it the next week and he comes home. He's like, I got to find a way to move the offer or move the ball. And his wife's like, well, why don't you just do that all the time? Yeah. Um, you know, put Charlie in there and do that all the time. And, and he like pondered on it and, So we really have uh, Mark Rick's wife um, to thank for the (laughs) tempo offense at this point. Um, But watching how those teams operate, um, I like doing that. I like watching. I watched, you know, born in Green Bay, um, being a Lombardi fan and how he taught and coached. And, you know, him and the two coaches, that I find the the two greatest coaches, in my opinion, is far as a... um, game understanding people and understanding the emotional path where where bear bryant and vincent bart is understanding how to how to get the most out of people um from a motivational standpoint and they're so far ahead of their times um using words like love and um things that people didn't talk about in the 60s and 70s as, as men that you know that you know we all use now and if you don't um you, your kids know that you do if, if you have any success and uh I love watching Lombardi sweep and watching the coaching points and head placements and those intricate details are really what we're all getting back to. Um, and, and I think that's pretty unique um, and, and learning about that history.
1: No, that's good coach. I mean, that's now I, speaking of, because you have your opinion on coaches, like in terms of, and are you like O-line coaches? Like we're like, everybody has their opinion on who like, the great O-line coaches and I'm not going to ask you who the greatest O-line coaches are because that's that's such a subjective stupid conversation it's just like asking you who the greatest football coach is and you can kind of the, you're me down a rabbit hole now Nick yeah well no see I'll just ask it because like because if you ask that it's like what what what. if I ask you who the greatest football coach of all time my 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 response would be okay on what measurement because there's 100 percent yes so but from an offensive line coach perspective i just want to see what your opinion on this since we're going down this rabbit hole is who do you think some of the most influential line coach i'm not gonna ask you the best is but who do you think have i mean obviously there's a billion uh obviously gibbs in the wide zone and so forth but like it's like three to five line coaches like kind of who do you think it kind of line coaches take his stuff from or cause a lot of influence yeah um now
0: that now that it bothers me because because I, I hate this about being an O line coach. So <laughs> to me, there's no other profession in the world that is see, it's like to me, it's like the run and shoot, like the Mike Leach people. Like uh, and, and that's a cult. Like it's a culty in this deal and O-line's like that. And I and and, and I hate it to like the very end. Um, and you know, it is uh Coach Crook, who who I who I work with all the time, yeah. his um, you know, his disciple, he comes from, you know, Harry Husted and Joe Moore is really okay. Joe Moore is the guy that, you know, and he's on the Joe Moore trophy. He's got the famous saying, There's no better feeling in the world than to move another man against his will, which is amazing. But that is, uh, so Coach Crook comes over here and Kirk Ferentz, who's the head coach at Iowa. Yes. Um, and this area, uh, here in the, in the, in the Western Midwest is, everyone knows all oh, the Iowa way, the Iowa way. Well, real football historians know, or, you know, from coming from the, the, you know, East or Eastern side of the Midwest, know that's all Joe Moore to Harry Husted to all the way down. Yeah. So it really bothers him when he, like at our clinic the other day, all his coaches, yeah, we teach it the Iowa way or the Ference way. And he's like, well, that's not, it's Joe Moore's way. And that's who Kirk learned it from. Cause you know, a lot of people don't know this, but Kirk played for Joe Moore in high school. And uh, uh, it is, it's funny how that stuff comes around, but, you know, they teach running off the football. They teach, you know, some of those guys are like, Hey, you can't have your thumbs up. Uh, I won't ever hire an O-line coach as has his thumbs up. Like I teach thumbs up, like, but it's so cultish. Like, so and then now you get this the 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 offensive line performance. The Charles Bentley, the new thing, like how the body works. Mm-hmm. And I had the opportunity to go down to Arizona when Charles was still there, um, and and spend two days um, overlooking him, training his uh, guys, getting ready for the draft, uh, and have the opportunity to sit and talk with him. And it's a lot of good stuff there. And he teaches, hey, thumbs up, elbows in, the body mechanics of that. Um, and it's the old school of, okay, well, what Charles teaches physically allows your body to be at its strongest point. And, and what, what Joe Moore and Harry taught were, Hey, is if I were to throw this door into you, how are you going to stop it? Well, I'm going to stop it like this. My thumbs are going to be up. If I'm gonna push this car that's in neutral, I'm gonna drive my knees. I'm running my feet, and and theirs comes from more natural body movements, um, where you're probably not as powerful, um, and so you get into like, you know, I love Herb Hand. That that's one of the guys that I really like. He's at uh, Central Florida or God knows where he is now, um, but like I'm back into using the Crowther disc sled. Love it, like. And, and how that stuff works because of the fundamentals but everybody's like well are you a La Charles guy are you a, a Joe Moore guy like like I'm not a, any kind of guy like it is I'm, I'm however guys can get blocked how I can move humans um, and I've really taken a lot of our past pro fundamentals um, and and, it, and you're gonna be really disappointed because our my insta clinic I've I've adjusted our past pro fundamentals a, a lot since that's then fine. that's that yeah. does me ask questions yeah um a lot and uh but you know the other guy that i and you know him really well the guy that i get probably most of my stuff from uh, from is uh rudolph and uh yeah uh, he, he's unbelievable and, and his attention to detail and his coaching points and um, you know i i use i'm not exactly like him um uh I, I we're a much more man scheme, you know, he, he, they, they are the masters of inside zone, but, you know, I think to run inside zone the way they do and um, all those different ways, you can't afford to be a tempo team. Your quarterback's got to have a lot on his plate to check it and things like that. We're a little bit more multiple, Um, but we're not, I mean, there's nobody that runs zone better, but he, it's not just zone. He teaches the fundamentals of football the right way. And I, and I like that. Um, But I think, that's the hard part is, man, guys are like, well, what, what, what side are you? I'm like, I'm not a side. Like, I'm, I'm like, I find what works. So like, we are, we talk about running off the ball, like Joe Moore does. All right. Where like the OLP guys are, they're like, oh, you can't do that. Like, you yeah. know, on steps and duck. Well, we talk about run off the ball and then sink our hips into getting the, you know, and then now we get into like a wide duck run. Like we have really combination a lot of stuff. Um, and, and it's really, you know, a lot of young O-line coaches say, like, why do you teach it like that? I'm like, because it's, it's the way I know it. Um, and if you, there's there's a billion ways to do it, man, there's great O-line coaches that teach some crazy stuff where you'd look at it and be like, man, I don't get it. But you can't teach anything. If you can't fix it, you can't teach it. Um, so you have to be very confident and have the answers to to fix what you're teaching. So I think, you know, I don't have a certain guy where I'm like, Oh, I'm really, you know, if if, honestly it'd be Alan, if I were to pick a guy where I'm like, okay, he's got, if I got to go pick and talk to somebody for a long time to just pick his brain, it it would probably be Alan. Um, But as far as like, from the historian standpoint, there's not one or two guys. Some of the old school guys drive me nuts because you can't like talk to them. It's like, well, that's wrong. That's wrong. I'm like, it's not wrong. It's, just a different way of doing
1: it. Oh yeah. No, no, like I, cause obviously I've had Alan on here quite a bit. He spoke, I told you already, he spoke two full sessions at our in-person clinic. We did in the spring. Um, I was down at their spring practice. Um, God, I don't remember what month it was back in the spring. So like we took half our staff down there. Like, I mean all their whole staffs just a bunch of good people. And like, I'm with you, like Alan, Alan's become a pretty good friend of mine. I mean, we'll, like we'll text about doing stuff, not on football. Like, I mean, if you, if you want to learn zone concepts, like, he's one of the guys to go to easily. And the same thing with okay. pass pro. Like, I mean, he'll, he'll talk your head off, and, like, he just wants to know how you're doing it and you're doing it. Like, he does a fantastic job. I, lo- I love he's – just, he's just a good dude. Um, before we get into kind of your changes, like – and I know you're not big on, at least from the Insta Clinic, um, stance-wise, a bunch of huge changes for, okay, if you're a tackle, if you're a guard – but has any of that changed? Is there any changes you do from stances from guard to center yeah. to, to, t- to tackle um, for people who don't maybe watch you guys or your kids in two or threes? I mean, kind of let's start with O-line stance stuff before we even get the pass bro. because I think without the stance part, it's kind of hard to get into the next part.
0: Yeah. You, if you can't, if you don't have a stance, you can't get started. Um, and, and I've, I've transitioned that a couple times. I went, Uh, I've 180 our stances I used to when I first started coaching online I might still be during the instant clinic like I really didn't care like I'm like just get comfortable and go Um, and now doing a lot of stuff with the offensive line performance like the way that the body works and mechanics we do spend a lot of time on stance. I'm probably like I said I'm probably more similar to Alan on stance than anything Um, I'm a little bit more uh, not lenient but I'll adjust guys a little bit more now we're we we have a lot more height than what Allen deals with. Um, uh, just from the way that we recruit, like our, we have centers that are six, seven, six, eight. Um, and, and, you know, we don't have a guy that's six, five across the under six, five across the board. So we don't have a lot of guys that don't have that toe turned a little bit, um, just because of their length, uh, in 2021, uh, last year when we made the plus, we we're all in three points um you know we transitioned from all two points uh one year to now now and then now this this coming year we're going to get our tackles up uh we got two really good tackles uh kid that's uh you know nfl prospect at left tackle we're gonna get those guys in two-point stances um our guards are primarily in three you know my left guard is six eight to six nine um so he will get into a two-point um at times because he's a you know by I give them a little flexibility, but, you know, whatever is the best way for them to move at the end of the day, but they're, they they got to be loaded. I always tell them, Hey, if their stance is comfortable and you're not doing it right. Um, but one of the things that we'll do is, um, we call it fundamental Fridays in the summer. So when they're done lifting, so we, uh, from a cultural standpoint, and let me know if I get too off on a tangent, but on Mondays we do review monday so we review all last week's stuff tuesday it's install tuesday in the summer so whatever we're doing that day or this week we're going to install everything we do when we're done lifting um wednesday is their day off um and what we do is i do it with them so does our ga it's uh we have a lot of things that are called what i call optional nick um and i always tell them real bluntly it's you know it's my option to play them on saturday too so think about that um and and those guys the older guys really handle all the optional stuff now but so those guys will get into uh on thursday or wednesday morning their day off we do arm farm and grip strength so sleeves are you can't wear sleeves all right no sleeves when you walk into the weight room that includes mild fat arms are in there and uh we do about an hour of just arm pumps everyone gets to pick a deal we superset them and then we do grip strength at the end um and then thursdays um we do Pass Pro Thursdays. So it's all Pass Pro Fundamentals, Pass Pro Review, just like what Ellen talks about, the Pass Rush Reads. And then Fridays, we do Friday Fundamentals. So we literally get them in stances. We're, we retouch on their stances. We coach them on their stances. It's an everyday thing we talk about. Um, so I've really switched from that. Um, one of the things that is, especially from that NC Clinic, I've, I've gotten so much more direct. Like, it, it, this is what I want, and this is what I need to see. I'll adjust you, but you need to be where I'm telling you to be. So we spend 20 minutes as 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 a college coach every Friday getting the guys in stances, coaching stances, no different than you do with your incoming sophomores on your varsity team uh, that come up to you guys. So
1: now, now from it from a technique standpoint, where do you start? Like that's that's always like. I'm just curious everybody's got a different approach obviously you're going to hit and this can include the off season and your stuff because obviously with how your guys are structured there's a lot of stuff you guys can work on in the spring and through lifting part of drills that isn't um, without a ball so like where do you start pass pro wise and technique wise as the foundation as you get into pass pro technique the
0: same thing with alan the feet first I- I don't really talk about hands with anybody but my guy upper-level guys um, uh, or guys not really upper-level. It's totally different. It's when guys figure out their feet. They're never great. Um, you know, if I get a guy that's been pretty polished from Pass Pro, okay, he might get it a lot quicker. It takes, like, some of these guys that are part of a wing T offense or an option offense that never throw the ball, never drop back pass, um, it, it's three years before somebody is truly functional with their feet and pass crawl. Uh People don't understand, man, is, there's the two hardest things I truly believe in football are this, to be a defensive back one-on-one in coverage and be an offensive lineman in pass protection. Because now all of a sudden you are moving backwards, they're moving forward, they know where they're going, you don't. You're trying to protect them from a spot um, those are really difficult things, especially as offense offensive lineman, you, you're out, af- you are going backwards against a better athlete running at you forward. Um, and, and you know, and I always say people like, well, I'm not good athletes. I'm like, okay, let's be real here. I, I never, you know, my left tackle is a tight end. It's not, you never talk to a high school D lineman and he's like, oh yeah, I really want to play it guard. Like guard. <laughs> To me, it's like, okay, maybe a guy would want to play center, like a sawed-off guy. Maybe a guy's like, you know, the left tackle's getting a little sexier now. You had the movie The Blind Side. But the, the last position in football anyone wants to play is guard. Like, nobody's like, yeah, let me, sign me up. Let me be a guard. Um, so, yeah, those guys are going to be more athletic on that side of the ball. And, and you got to do a good job of, of, of putting those guys in position. To me, there's no harder thing in football, and we spend a lot of time on it. Um, You know, I think that's one of the things that I've changed a lot is, you know, we spent so much time in the run game, run fundamentals. Okay. Well, you're going to have to pass the football if you're going to win. You know, people say it all the time. You got to be able to run the ball. Okay. Yes, for sure. But if you want to stay on the field on third down, unless you're so good at running the ball that you never put yourself in off schedule situations, you're going to have to have to drop back and pass. And so from our stance standpoint, like we have guys that go, like we have money down. So if it gets third or four plus or two minute, we basically talk about getting in their password demeanor right away. Um, and then we have base downs, things like that. But you'll see our guys adjust uh, based on down and distance situations um, and, and time frame situations.
1: Okay. Now let's continue from that is drill wise. Like what is your progression? What are you yeah. keying on? Like, cause that's, I mean, obviously I, I think, as a part, a line coaches kind of get too focused on the drill, and not necessarily understand what why to use. But I think yep. I think the other side of that coin, though, is when you understand technique, you also need to know how to drill it. Like it's a double-edged sword, in my opinion. Yep. Um, especially for like, and, and I'll, I'll direct this. Like, obviously, n- high schools aren't going to do everything you do. That's just not from from a scheme wise, from but from a base technique wise, and an introductory point. Where do you go drill wise? and how to work with kids yeah um i don't have
0: film but i do have like uh because i'm on vacation here so i don't i'm not connected to our network and i try because if i put film on here i know my wife is going to leave me eventually (laughs) but if i just sit on two summers ago i I just sat and drew our playbook the whole time so i want to make sure that that doesn't happen um she's she, I'm, I'm lucky she's a special one and she's an earshot so it helps but i do have some uh like some of our drill work slides that i give our guys if you want me to share that with yeah, you, go you
1: ahead, I, I got share the screen on so you should be able to share
0: the first 210 slides of this whole thing is just how to play sports how to play online um yeah. and then the last like 100 pages is like the x's and o's that i don't really care about you know yeah. like I, like i tell people at my clinic like if you're gonna go up there and and I can be kind of an ass. I'm like, if you're going to go up there and just draw power and tell me how to block power, I'm like, my wife and five year old son could put on a power counter clinic on how to block the right people in a 4 2 box. Like, I want to know how you get your guys to block them. I want to know the coaching points, the cues, the hints. Like, uh, I'm not sitting here watching you draw power versus a 4 2 box. If you can't do that at this point, we're in a whole world of hurt. Um, but this is really, honestly, the, this is an everyday drill for us. We do a lot in the off season, but this is really where I start and it's called pass pro demeanor. Um, and, and that's what Alan refers to it too, is, you know, when we get into our pass pro demeanor, um, we talk about feats or feet. And, and it's really like, we go back to our base and, and let me know if I digress too much. I know you asked for drill work, but I'm going to kind of explain the past. No, this
1: work. is, this is fantastic. Go, go. Yeah, you do. Yeah. You, you do. You Like this is great.
0: And this is gonna be a lot of stuff that comes from Alan um and we do strikes and things like that like we talk about opening window and launch point and stuff like that right away but you know when we get into our passport demeanor we talk about hey uh you know we want to jam the inside of our feet into the ground um and we want to have a little bit of a stagger toe to heel we can open up that foot um and, and we talk about machine gun feet and things like that but that's not we don't even talk about that right away the first thing we're going to do on so freshmen come on campus, I want to give them a passport demeanor. Number one, it's extremely uncomfortable and it should be, you know, I always say a great old lineman, you know, you, you don't know this, Nick, I'm a 380 pound man. So I've been to a lot of barbecues where they have the white plastic chairs and I've never broken one because I don't want to be that guy. Well, that's why I can sit in a passport set so long because people don't know, man, every barbecue I've been to since I've been 17 years old, I've been doing truly a, a wall sit on air. Uh, not to break these chairs and that's really what pass pro is uh is your ability to to really just you know you you better have a good uh, some good quads on you um if you're gonna sit down there that long um but this is like the only so i'm not a smart man by any means nick but this is the only bone i know in the body uh and that's the malleolus um and uh that's that ankle bone that sticks out because we talk about hey we want to lead that so you know, we talk about the pyramid of power. We need to have your ankles outside of your knees, your knees uh, or your ankles outside of your knees, your knees outside of your hips and truly creating that, that pyramid of power. Um, and you know what, guys, if you guys Twitter message me this, uh, this bottom one right here, and I got this from Alan and it works. It does. It's the worst coaching point I have, though. I absolutely hate it. So if if anybody that's listening to this has a better way of teaching this, I would love for you guys to message me, let me know, because I think it is such an arbitrary, bull garbage way to put 60% of your weight on your inside part of your inside leg. Now, when I tell my guys, like I tell my right tackle that, I see improvement in what he's doing. So it works, so I use it. But it's so, there's no way to measure that. There's no way to correct. I don't have a, a pressure. I don't even know how you would even measure that scientifically. It's so far above and beyond me. But we talk about that as far as in your past pro demeanor. Um, And and that's what we're going to, that's what we get into right away. Uh, Then we use uh, hips Australian, just like Alan does hips down underneath you. You know, we talk about more like a, he talks about stacking the chimney. I talk about like the old oil rigs in Texas and you, and you, you know, having family down in Texas, how that thing swings right underneath you. Yeah. That's really what we want it to look like, how, how fast that snaps down. And and we use I'll use motions like this all the time. But if you come out to our practice, you'll hear me say, Hey, Aussie hips, aircraft carrier hips, resync your hips, rebut your hands. Like if I like when a GA comes, he's like, Hey, what do you want me to do? You and Nick could come coach our practice. If you just walk around and say those four things, just just repeat them over and over again not even in any situation, just keep saying them, you, you are making us better. Uh, <laughs> that's good. That's, you know, we talk about not turning your hips till a point of no return and that's more of like an algebra two deal. Uh, one of the things that I talk about other guys is, is getting the young guys to get their cores, um, you know, pass rows a ton of core. Uh, and that's really, you know, when you're doing the wall sits and things like that. So one of the things, everybody always says, oh, well, squeeze the shoulder blades together or, or flare your back. So what I talk about, and I'll have you do this here, Nick. I make adults do this too because it makes me feel better about myself. Um, but if you sit in your chair and you try to squeeze the life out of a tennis ball with every single muscle in your upper body in your lower back, like if you try to take the life out of it from your pecs to your abs to your side lats, every single muscle in your, in your core tightens. Okay. Uh, that's really what we're looking for in pass pro. Um, so you'll hear my guys, cause I, I make my guys coach each other. Cause if you can coach it, you can do it. Hey, squeeze the tennis ball, squeeze the life out of the tennis ball. Um, and, and you'll hear guys say that all the time. Uh, then we talk about hinge, uh, you know, this will adjust a lot. Like our, our left tackle, who may maybe a little bit lighter, he'll have a heavier hinge Our right guard. Who's a, a meathead, um, who likes to lunge. He's going to have less of a hinge. Um, and that's really just where you're bent at the waist, Uh, and then we kind of get into your hand carriage, Um, but the reason why I show you that is that pass pro demeanor is the most important thing, so when guys get onto campus now, the first thing that we'll do is we'll put them in this pass pro demeanor, and here they're holding towels, or they'll hold medicine balls, and that's like an OLP deal, kind of move them around, make sure they have balance, but it allows me to correct them, it allows me to give them balance. One of the things that we'll do if I get in uh winter conditioning, summer conditioning, or if I get pissed, is I actually make them do passport demeanor holds till failure. So if I watch you step out, you went soft and you quit on your team. Like I need to see your legs give out and you really crumble underneath yourself. So like I said, Nick, this is not a regular regular college football experience. But so those guys literally sit there in contests, they're shaking, looking at each other until one of them crumbles because he can't possibly hold the 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 pro demeanor anymore Uh, but that's one of the things that we'll do this passport demeanor to get them used to that because like okay you can do ankle leads and feet and stuff like that well if they don't know how to get into a passport demeanor it doesn't really matter like what are they doing they're just moving their feet at that point so teaching them this allows them to know where they need to get to all right and then now our everyday drills um and and ankle leads is an everyday drill but we'll do it uh, now this is teaching them how to get there. So we put them on the line. We talk about hey, we don't want anything more machine gun feet. You know, I want your feet to sound. Brrrr. Uh rather have two good, good kicks than and and two, you know, I don't talk about kick slide because and I used to be uh, and if you watch any of this click, like you're gonna be like, Man, I watched that video 12 times for what? And like this guy, this guy ain't teaching any of the same thing because we were we we're a run and shoot team that we, we used to have kick slide contest like who could kick back the furthest in the least amount of kicks and now i'm telling guys don't kick more than five inches Mm -hmm. Um, so it's we really transition out of that i do have a book for that style too nick if that's what you want to get into um but that is uh now they'll take that five inch step they'll they'll get in their pass road demeanor um and and hold that and they'll really look at each other they know whenever we do pass road drills when at the end of the pass pro drill, all we, we told they know, hey, the first whistle is for them to hold their pass pro demeanor. The and then I'll say, you're good. And that means they can release because I want to look, and it's not just me looking, but it's them, they fix it themselves. They're like, oh, my knee, my knee kind of got out, my weight's on balance. So every pass pro drill we do is whistle, ends the drill, they hold their pass pro demeanor until we say good. Um, this is line sets is an everyday drill terrible hand carriage with my freshman here but we'll go back and forth um you know my is doing it in this because I, I tore my Achilles during spring ball that was a that was a process myself yeah you know you gotta stop playing hoops Nick it's time to you gotta settle it
1: down I'm too big and, and too long that's doing that. not the worst one I've heard though no uh, Bill O'Boyle um the line coach at Kent yep um one spring blew out both his quads Really? So so yeah, because so, I mean I've talked. He's been obviously been on here and um like it's late, late getting him on here here. So like so that spring, I think it was like I want to say it was that COVID spring or whatever. Yeah, he's he, they did like a group thing. So he he went to um do whatever drill or competition they were doing. He blew out one of them, and then as he tried to balance his weight on the other just to offset it, just so he can get where he needs to get to, the other one blew. Now, Coach Boyle was the O
0: line coach here before me. Yeah, and uh, he he just got married. There is not a tougher
1: man in America. Yeah. No, he he sat he sat next to me at our state clinic this year. Like, I mean, That's yes, well, the hell out of me. one of the funniest humans have ever met, though. While we're while we're listening to Toledo's O line coach, it's literally being like three seats over. is his Bill Boyle just we're just sitting there in the front row, watch listen to uh, Toledo's O line coach. But yeah, I mean, I've had him on like he, he does a great job too. But like. Yeah. So when you, when somebody tells me like, Oh, I tore my Achilles, I think of his thing. Cause I mean, we had our student break both his legs in gym this year simultaneously. Well, like it's like just, it's, it's like freak injuries like that. Like, and to be honest, like your quad and your Achilles are like two of the worst things you can because when yeah. you pull your quad, it goes completely off your bone. Yeah. It, and then, you know, if your Achilles doesn't heal right, you're just screwed. Yeah. You're Those are the muscles that really make you dysfunctional. Mm-hmm. Um
0: then we'll kind of get into hold them, so now they do the line sets, and then they'll they'll partner come over here then we we'll poke and prod them a little bit um, and, and so so we'll get into that, uh, but it allows them to get in their password demeanor allows them to keep their aiming point, machine gun feet uh, and then we we're a big jump set team on base down, so now they're going to give us the run energy and really it's the same drill a jump set we just talk the same thing as Alan does a jam trap, and then uh, really adjust from there. Um, And then the rest of these you know this is one of the drills from a, a young guy standpoint or from um, really what you guys are looking for is a machine gun speed drill I'll set two boards up kind of force an L and what they're doing now is they're working on a little bit of their hands older guys I'll let them use like jabs and, and uppercuts some of the independent hand things that we talked about but really now they're just working on gaining depth versus a high shoulder read with machine gun feet and I have them over exaggerated like two three steps and then older guys we when we do it we'll be like hey and you're going to work a break so and and you'll see them work work those different movements Um, but my favorite drill that I do every single day like if I have 10 minutes of free indie I literally this is my drill Um, and we call it two whistle drill it's the best drill that I do um, if anyone gets anything out of this, this is this is it, uh, I'll swear by it. But we do the pass rush reads, um, and then I can go over those too. But our guys know almost, you know, cultish of hey, if I say high shoulder, they say kick for death. If if I were to walk into one of, you know, if you were to run into one of my old linemen randomly at the grocery store and you look at them and, and say, hey, low number, violently stop penetration. If you were to say high number, commit your hips, not your hands low shoulder cross thumbs punch and i'll ask them these when they're tired i'll ask them these when they're working but the first part of the drill is you know we we, everything that we do we go off a cadence or everything we do you got your base stance so we'll clap initiate our cadence this guy is giving drastic high the four reads high shoulder uh low shoulder low number high number and he is executing as he verbally says it so we always, we usually have a coach back behind him. And then I always have a player coach back here. So you have two player coaches. The first one is so you have like high shoulder, low number, high shoulder, low shoulder, low number, low number, you know, high shoulder. And, and as you go through those, so he verbally says it, and I better hear it. I'm standing from behind. And then I'll blow the whistle. On the whistle, the defender gives his best pass rush move. Pick whatever one you want, go get it. And then it's truly like a one-on-one but you have your old lineman tired out from sitting there in that wall sit the whole time in good pass pro demeanor. So it allows a little bit of more of an idea of, you know, because it's really hard to emulate a pass rusher with, with that alignment uh, That is a hard situation. Um, so it kind of gives them that, that feeling of a little bit of speed because it's tired them out. Um, hmm. But it is, I don't know how they do it. I, I, I wouldn't be as clean as a lot of them are doing it, but kudos to them. Um, But it is automatic uh, now that the the verbal reads that come out while they're moving around doing it.
1: Okay. Now, like we don't need to get super in depth in it, but when you, when you talk about pass rush reads, what do you kind of focus on and talk about? um, And how do you kind of head into that direction in terms of, all right, this is what we're getting. This is what we're looking at. So forth.
0: Yeah. um, So like, I introduce them like, there's really three of them that we see. We see the fourth one more than other people do Mm. because of being a tempo team and going on a clap cadence. We get three, four times a game where we get guys to jump off sides. And that's where you can get your low shoulder reads is when that guy's already beat your hip. Um, And and that's where you get a lot of them. But, you know, we talk about, it is really like a feeling um, and they get the whole, the hang of it. But, You really live in, as an interior lineman, you live in a lot of high-number, low-number situations. You're going to get, you know, we talk about swims, arm over, spin moves, all that's high-number. He's trying to get your back hip or get your back arm, all right? And we talk about stay committed with your hips. Do not lunge because he wants you to lunge. That's all he's trying to do in a high-number is he's trying to get you to lunge so he can get around you. All you literally have to do with a high number read, if you just sit there, the guy can't do anything. Like he's dead in the water. If I do my job and our guys are good with their feet and their hips, the only rush that should be able to beat us is the bull rush. So we spend almost a ton of time on bull rushes because our older guys who have gotten good feet, that's what they get, because it's the only thing that can defeat them um, when they're in great situations. So we talk about your high number read. And right away, my guys will say, "Hey, commit your hips, not your hands. Um, set a fight line. Don't just back up for nothing." Uh, and then we we also talk about, "Hey, if I'm getting a high number read, expect a low number counter." Yeah, you know, like that. That's the guy's going to go to. Oh shit, the guy's just sitting there. Well, if he's sitting there now, he's bowlable. So you better be re- ready to get bold. Okay, you know, low number, which we see a lot in our league, physical league. You know, we want to jab uppercut violently, which is get our hands on them, get our head up. Um, if it's early, we'll teach a snatch. Um, if it's late, you can, you know, forklift them up with with low hands. Um, but now we talk about, you know, power hopping. And, and the, to me, this is the tough rush. But once you start getting bold, now you're expecting, hey, we talk about walking the dog. Uh, so that's when you get pulled. Now we want to sit our ass down, just like, hey, you're pulling a sled full of dogs. And that guys you want to scrape your butt on the ground because the dogs are pulling you down the street um, and, and make sure that you don't get bone pulled. Uh, high shoulder, our interior lineman, really get this. If, I, if I'm a guard, I see high shoulder, I'm thinking TE right now. Boom. All right, go set that, pound it off, hand it off. This is where our tackles live. Now you got to kick for depth. Stay square. Jab to touch. They're trying to get the edge on you. And what you don't want to do is turn and you give up that edge or commit your outside hand to give him because now he can use that to get your shoulder turned and shorten your edge. So you're trying to long your edge by kicking for depth without opening the inside window. Mm-hmm. And then the last one, we probably won't even cover this with the young guys is just the low shoulder. And this is the easiest one. Just expand the rush, double. We Some people say shoulder tip punch or shoulder point punch. I always say double cross thumb punch. I actually want them envisioning if, if they were to cross their thumbs Okay, well now I'm actually going to be able to strike down, and my hands aren't going to be out here because that's always the biggest problem with that. Yeah. So I just palm across their thumbs. Nobody actually does it in the game. It just it gets their hands closer together. So, okay, you know, and we have like all the counter strikes with it and stuff like that. But from a base standpoint, you can pull up any film, and I'll be able to throw our pass rushers into any of this stuff.
1: Okay, all that makes sense, Coach. That's perfect. Last thing I have for you, because I mean, we, we, I said 30, 40 minutes, and we're almost at an hour at this point. Um, no, I get it, Nick. I can't I know, no, I, I know. I have loved this, and I'm trying also not to curse on here because um, you've had me a couple times just because how good this is. I mean, fr- from a high school recommendation standpoint, because obviously there's different levels on time and what they do. And you obviously talked a little bit about um, obviously the wing tea and the option guys don't miss, necessarily throw as much, but from a technique standpoint, what do you think the kind of the thing is, especially as you bring guys in that most high schools miss and the easy way to kind of deal with that?
0: You know, it, I think it's tough. That's a, that's a hard question. Yeah. Because it, like I've taught password for different ways too. So, um, but what I think the biggest mistake that high school coaches do is you want to pull up a billion clinics now. And I have it too. Like I was a non-believer a in independent hands for the longest time. I still like, I still like, I teach it and I've seen good results out of it, but you, you go pull up a clinic on pass, Pro, Seven out of 10 now are about independent hands and snatches and fa- fancy moves. So all these high school coaches are like, Oh, I really know. and frick, not just high school, college coaches. Well, I know all this. Like, man, I know all about this. Like, okay, well, it's how much can they handle? And all the independent hands is really cool and stuff. If you (sighs) have good feet, because if you have shitty feet, crappy feet, I'm so sorry, you're not going to be able to put this on the air. You have crappy feet, you're not going to be able to do anything. Like, none of that stuff matters if you're in a bad position. So one of the things that guys are like, well, overthink their hands or guy, honestly, high school kids have so much better hands when we get them right now. Um, But it is, it's all about your feet. You'll rarely hear me talk about, you know, if a guy gets beat inside, I literally say I can't coach that. Like, you know, like I'm not going to coach you on that. Like you literally quit on me. If you don't have enough discipline not to stay inside, whatever. If you were to stay in your stance and that guy just runs around you, I'd rather see that then that guy beats beat you inside. Like, keep your aiming point, control what you can control. Um, but those are – that's the biggest thing is the attention to the hands. Um, and then the other thing, I think this in the, and not the feet in the pass game, but I think this overall in football is huge, ginormously overlooked. And I, and I love Allen. Allen's one of my favorite about it. But, like, people forget about your eyes. Man, we talk about your hands, your feet, your hips. Like you have a brain with eyes that is going to give you so much information. Like, where are your eyes supposed to be and have your eyes there? So if like you go through like any of our our book, like um uh, when we get into, I'll share one more thing with you here because I think you'll like it. That's all right.
1: Good, 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 good coach. Take it.
0: Now I'm going to get 400 messages saying, can I have this? And the answer is going to be no. So if you look at any of our blocks, I'll just pull up one of our base blocks. Like everything is, what's my key? The defenders near me. Where are your eyes? Yeah. And then driving through the play set number and where are they going? Like have your eyes in the right spot. And, and even in our pass and run game fundamentals, like we talk about, and we don't talk, I didn't get into this, but it's a huge thing that we talk about in our past pro fundamentals, we have a whole slide just on eyes. Like where are your eyes? Have your eyes in the right spot. Your body goes where your head goes. And then the same thing in the run game. Like, cause yeah, we have this run game too, but like where are your eyes? The, the emphasis of not having your eyes in the right spot is such an important thing that I think is really overlooked at all levels.
1: No, you're, you're 100% right, Coach. Um, that's, and I think that's a perfect way to end it. Coaches, um, obviously give him a follow on Twitter. Um, if you need other stuff from him, I know he's been on Coach Steve's show. I'll probably put at least one of the links in the bio. Um, the link to his inside zone clinic that in talk that we did will be in the bio. Um, but yeah, check out Coach's stuff. Give him a follow on Twitter. Um, like, share, subscribe, all that jazz. Check out Coach Pat, our sponsor. Um, And then besides that, um, that was in our episode of the Gap Down Backer podcast.